Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Tonight, we are going live with The Blended Life. Yeah, and we're going to discuss how to find peace amongst the chaos that is blended family life. Yes. Many people think that that's impossible, but I'm here to tell you, you can do it. And we're going to give you some tips of what that looks like, how you can go about getting that peace that you seek. Um, So enjoy. All right. Are we going to be able to do this live we have not done a live one in a really long time right i know welcome back i I feel like we haven't done an episode in four weeks i know we haven't well we've been busy it's been a stage of life and we figured you know what let's just give you guys a live one so bear with us this should be fun i know are you going to be able to see when people comment and things like that i think so so if you're listening to us live and you want to chime in or you want to um, ask us a question as we go or give a piece of advice yourself for us to bring up, um, please write in as we go. And also let us know if you like us doing lives, if we should do those um, more often or what your thoughts are on this whole thing. Are you ready to jump in? I am ready. Where are we starting? Well, you know I'm a life coach. I know this. You know I specialize in helping Women in blended families and men too, but moms and bio moms moms and (laughs) all the moms, (laughs) all the moms of all the the sorts. Um, And one thing that when I think about coaching and people's ultimate goal, my client's ultimate goal for their blended family life Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily for their family. I mean, it starts out that way, right? I want our I want our family to blend. How do I blend our family? But when we talk about what is your goal for yourself, because we know we can't control other people, we can only control ourselves. Well, we can try to, but we can't really, right? No, you can't change somebody, right? Right, no, I agree. And oftentimes our happiness is based on you changing or your stepkid changing or your ex changing or the high conflict someone changing. I mean, you can't there, you know, it's just you're, if you're waiting on that, you're forever going to be disappointed. So then here's the question. Mm -hmm. What do you really want for yourself? Well, I really want peace. I really want not to be bothered by this conflict, this chaos, right? Right. What is going on? I'm laughing. It's, I, well, it's a quick little distraction. Jared, <laughs> the reason we're live tonight is one of our kids, we were putting up Christmas lights and one of our kids goes, hey, we're never, you guys are never live anymore. I've never, like, I've never even seen you guys in the new studio. And I'm like, oh. well, yeah, it's just because we haven't had consistent times anymore. Um, but he said, he said, pop up is on my lap and he heard you guys on the phone and his ears went up and he looked up at my phone, <laughs> our little dog. A little dog hurt us, and oops, I closed us out. And anyways, so yeah, so Sorry. we have a we have a no. pup pup and a kid watching us. So yeah. yeah. Um. So, but anyway, so people want to know, you know, what is what? How do you obtain peace when there's so much going on around you? And I often say, like, blended family living is kind of like a tornado, right? Yeah. You have, I mean, it's like your um. Wizard of Oz, right? You're Dorothy in the house and you see cows flying outside around you, right? I want to be Dorothy. (laughs) But 
in the house, it's like things are not flying around. She's in the house, her, you know, and then it's it's kind of like that's the analogy, oh, right? Everything's calm inside the in house. In the eye of the storm. But, yeah, in but the outside, eye of the everything's just... Tornado, it's calm, yeah, right? Okay. So then how do you tap into that? Because you can't stop a tornado. No, but you can open the door and you can walk outside. Into into it. That is a choice. (laughs) That is. That is a choice. So I thought that we had a couple people wanting to ask questions tonight. Um, And I'm not going to read in in the entirety of their questions, but we had a couple people ask for a couple of topics and uh-huh. I thought they would fit in nicely with this finding peace amongst the chaos episode. So the first person who wrote in really wanted to talk about her stepdaughter. Okay. And she's a teenager uh-huh. and she feels like her she has she's a bio mom of two. Right. She has a stepdaughter and she feels like her stepdaughter controls the tone of the house. So her stepdaughter has very high highs, very low lows, and because she's so high and low, the household kind of has to... Everyone reacts to it. Like there's, oh oh, great, little Mindy's in a mood today, like we have to deal with this, or oh, little Mindy's on a high today, and here we all go, like let's have fun, but then all of a sudden we're low again. Right, or like the highs are very like annoying, like Mm -hmm. very like high, high energy, or very like low, moody, depressed and so she's just like with us high and low in this, my stepchild basically controlling the tone of the whole house. Right. How do you deal with that frustration? And I, I was like, well, kids are often the crux of a lot of blended family chaos, right? Right. Whether it's your own kids, whether it's your stepkids, they are, they contribute to what people, a lot of people would say is chaos in a blended family. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to this stepmom who's struggling with that? And she also feels like her, her husband doesn't talk to her about things like just makes decisions. And then she always is having to come to him and ask him what's going on. What are you doing? And she feels like she tells her, she tells her husband everything about her kids. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't. But she's left in the dark about it, and that the husband's the savior for this child because I guess bio mom is unavailable for different reasons. Okay, Um, and so dad has had to really step up in a big way, and I I feel like this kind of story is not uncommon. So I want to tell this bio mom if you're listening, like this is not an uncommon thing, especially when you have an absent parent or a parent who struggles and is kind of out of the picture a lot because they deal with either addiction or maybe they don't live in the country or whatever they're dealing with that makes them um, not a consistent parent in that child's life. This kind of high-low thing is a common reaction to that. Mm -hmm. And dad being savior, dad's having to step into role of mom and dad now. Right. So that is like the ultimate savior for a kid when a dad has to be both roles because the other parent isn't there to really take that on. Mm-hmm. So what is your advice to this mom who might be dealing with that or this well, stepmom who's having to deal with that? My thought to that chaos? is being, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the highs are annoying. The lows are exhausting you know, or vice versa, however you look at them, um, being a part of it, inserting yourself into it. A lot of times you want to, you want to remove yourself from that situation because you don't want to be part of that. You don't want that high. You don't want that low. It's exhausting. You know, it's draining however you look at it. But I think that if you insert yourself to it and you're part of it and you make yourself part of that conversation, part of her conversation, um, the child who's having these highs and lows, and trying to figure out, I think that you can help control the situation a little bit more if there's communication there. And I know I always go back to this, and I always go back to the communication. Um, but if you are, if you are on kind of the same wa- same wavelength, and knowing why she's extremely high and extremely happy, or she's extremely low and extremely depressed, whatever, um, I think that there's going to be a little bit more understanding there. 
and you're going to, as a parent, be able to help control the situation and see the situation um, as it's evolving, as it's unfolding, and being able to understand a little bit more of it. So as um, these highs and these lows come in the future, you're going to be able to see them. You're going to be able to recognize something, um, recognize a pattern, and be able to control the situation a little bit more because you understand that it's coming. You understand why it's coming. It's like being a weatherman, but for <laughs> blended like children. Like an accurate weatherman <laughs> or just any well, weatherman? Because... No, like a real weatherman because oh, sometimes sometimes it might be it might be headed towards a high and it doesn't quite get there. It might be headed towards a low. But if you see those patterns and you can recognize them and you're like, I know this is stirring up, you know. A lot of parents, you know, they're like, oh, well, sugar spins my kid out, you know. Um, caffeine spins my kid out. Well, you know that if there's going to be sugar or caffeine, you know, maybe we went to a birthday party and, you know, your kid just ate a bunch of cake and um, a bunch of Mountain Dew. They're all hopped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know, like, all right, we're in for a high. Like, we know this is coming. Yeah. How do I insert myself? Like, you know, what do we do, um, you know, to kind of brace ourselves for this? And how can I control this? Well, maybe we limited the birthday cake eaten. Maybe we limited, you yeah. know, maybe we ate a better lunch. I mean, I know that there's a lot of these 22-year-olds who go out and they party it up and purposely don't drink very or don't eat very much ahead of time because they want to get messed up, you know, or as you get older and wiser and you decide like, you know what, we're going to go out wine tasting. I should probably eat before I go. I should probably keep food in my stomach mm. to help absorb. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's one of those things that people learn yeah. how things affect. So if we can not only learn ourselves, but we can learn our children mm-hmm. um, and, and our stepchildren's kind of, it's a little bit harder because there are stepkids. Well, here's what I'll say about stepkids. And if you haven't read Grace Filled Step Parenting yet by Lori Short, go pick it up. I actually send it out now to all my new clients in my coaching business um, because I think it's a great tool to be able to unlock grace for your stepkids, which you do need. And even if you're a bio parent, this is a great book as well because it will give you perspective of this, your partner, your step parent and your family, but also it's great parenting tools, regardless if you're bio or a step parent, it doesn't really matter. But one thing I love about what you said, Eric, is that if you can figure out the why uh-huh. we get so irritated, annoyed, frustrated by behavior uh-huh. and I get it. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's exhausting. It's draining. You know, you're sick of it. And when you're a step parent, you don't have that built in grace for your child, right? Like I've always said this on this podcast, I could change my kids poopy diapers. It didn't really bug me. You want me to change another kids? That's not mine. Like that's to change mine. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like it stinks a little different, right? So I think one thing that bio parents, an advantage you have in your blended family is you have that built-in tolerance and that built-in love that is just there regardless. But step parents don't don't have that naturally. Not that they can't get that and it can well, build. Well, especially as but, especially as they come as step parents later on in the kid's life, you right. know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thirteen years right. old. You know, you're changing a thirteen year old's poopy diaper. It's right. gonna stink pretty bad. It is. And so when we talk about peace, I think grace is a very big part of finding peace in your blended family. And how do you obtain grace if you're not a bio parent? I think a really big part of that is getting to the why. Understanding why are they having high highs and low lows. You know, getting curious about behavior instead of just reacting to it is a great way to invite grace into your step parenting. And when you can find grace, peace is really accessible because it builds tolerance. And so you're not so reactionary. You can you can put it in a box where you're understanding more. Not Behaviors may not be okay, regardless if you understand why, but it gives you that opportunity to insert grace where otherwise you may not be able to. And so understanding that this child may be suffering from an absent mother, 
a mother who is an alcoholic, a mother who is um, has chosen her career and moved to Australia instead of staying states, you know what I mean, and being in this child's life forever. You know, a mother who has passed away and is just not present because they're not they earth don't have side the anymore, you know. Side. But what <laughs> sunny side up. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when you can get to the why, it it, it opens a door right. to peace. Yeah. You know, and then you can start getting curious and getting help. Because I think a lot of times when we have children in our home that are acting out, it feels like hopeless. Because I, I can't change this kid. I hear this a lot from bio parents and step parents. I can't make them. I can't force them. I hear what that from you supposed sometimes. to do. I hear that from you all the time. <laughs> I, right. So, yeah. but what I'm, but if you can understand the why, you can kind of get help. So maybe this child, the stepchild, would benefit from counseling. And if counseling is not the right fit, then maybe this child would benefit from getting their energy out in a way that's not in the doors. Sports or dance or yeah, a club. creativity, a way to where can you channel this child's energy so her high highs and low lows, maybe the high, the energy of both can be put towards something constructive, whether it's art, whether it's creativity, whether it's cooking and baking, whether it's running track, whether it's playing an instrument or, um, Bull you know, milking contest. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's another way. And that's another way that you can come up with a solution with your husband. If you're the step or wife, if you're the step parent, mm-hmm. you know, you can bring solutions instead of bitching about the behavior. Cause that's no fun. And it, I don't even think it's, I don't think anybody's ever been like, you're right. This is really hard for you. No, and it's, and it's such a hard place to be in. I mean, you know, we're in here. The middle. Well, we're here talking about this and I'm like, you and I deal with this on pretty much a daily, day, no, I wouldn't say a daily, a weekly basis where we are, we're dealing with the stepkids. We're dealing with our own kids, you know, like, yeah, we're the blended life and we're here talking about this, but it's because we deal with these yeah. Same things at home. It's like, a normal thing. We don't have this perfectly figured out. Like we're nope. we're preaching to the choir right now. We literally are in this with you guys. We're in the choir. We are. We are part we of are the, singing choir the choir and yeah. it is loud and <laughs> um, just hurting our ears. And we get it. Like we get it. So if you guys want to chime in with us and talk about this and you guys have solutions or ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing our best to kind of bring all of us together and talk about this with you guys and our best to, um, you know, seek wisdom from you guys, but also impart any type of wisdom <laughs> that we have learned along the way yeah. and create discussion for this. So if you guys want to chime in, you know, feel free to type down below, send us an email, um, you know, or, or if they want to go and dig deeper Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, man, let's talk about this. Let's really get into this, um, you know, or or they want to find out more. Like you have a coaching program that will help them dig deeper. Yeah. And really work like. And I'm really excited, actually, because I have been offering a 90 day program or yeah. a three month program for a while now. But I just now opened up a six month program and I'm really excited for the six month program, because the longer you and I have together for coaching one-on-one, the more time we have that transformation can happen and habit change can happen. And when you reach one goal, we pivot to the next. And it's just really, really cool to see, um, what's come out of coaching. And, um, I think I get the, I think I get the most enjoyment out of it because I am the one who runs your, like Google feedback and response and I, yeah, but, but I'm (laughs) the one that gets to see all the reviews. I'm the one that's like, Oh, Uh, this, like how much that it brings to people. And it's really neat to see because I believe in you. I know your clients believe in you, but seeing it get written down and you have nothing but five-star reviews. You have like nothing but perfect reviews and it's because it actually works. So it's neat to see. So I'm, pr- yeah. I'm proud of you. And yeah, I'm just and all my reviews are from actual clients. Yeah. It's not from people <laughs> yeah. that are like also. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see if we get any non-client reviews. That'll be interesting. I know. wonder how you combat that, but whatever. whatever. Who cares? Who cares? That's all. Um, it's good. But I'm really grateful for it. And if you want more information on coaching or you want to just have a free breakthrough session with me and see if coaching is right for you, you can email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And um, again, that's becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And I'll send you out information and a scheduling link and we can talk and I'm happy to gift, especially this community of blended families, um, an hour of my time just to talk with you and see if it's a right fit. But back to peace. So kids. The whole time you're saying this, peace. I'm, I'm thinking about <laughs> at the end of our church services, our oh. pastor always says, peace and, and grace, grace be, be with, with you. you. You have to have both. Yeah. So I think, like you, Sue, were saying with the weather and the patterns, if you can foresee patterns and understand why, and I think it's all about how you approach your spouse instead of focusing on the behavior, you could focus on being curious about the behavior, how can we solve this together, and be honest. You can totally tell your spouse, like, this is really, you should be able, now, if you married a shithead, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, I can't do anything for you, but you well, should. Kind, you kind of can. I can't. I feel like you kind of can because uh, here's 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 my I, theory on that. What do I do if you've married You tell me that if you want other people to change, that mm. if you change yourself, people are forced to change. Yes. So if you change, mm -hmm. relationships are forced to shift around you. Correct. Right? Yes. Good so or I, bad. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, like, that's true. Yes. But I also feel mm -hmm. like if you change and you change for the better and you change yourself yeah, and you're showing up yeah, in a better mood, mm -hmm. in a better light, you know, with more peace, with more peace, peace there is going to be more grace right. served with you. If not, they are literally just not yeah. good for you. Yeah. And it's probably time to change. But that's never right. the goal. You always want everyone to shift. For the better, correct? Right. A hundred percent. And speaking of like this, I don't know uh -huh. why, but let's talk about the exes real quick. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is another, because uh. kids aren't the only thing that contribute to chaos in a yeah. blended family. Right. It's the exes. Yes. And it's the co-parenting. Yes. Okay. So dealing with. And it's a giant solar system is what it is. <laughs> but uh, somebody asked, well, what about a high conflict stepmom? Mm -hmm. Because you guys are like, uh, there we always, not we, but like high conflict bio parent is always a big thing. But yes, there's high conflict step parents. It's, it's, it's the sphere of exes. It's weird. It doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's, um. It's probably a very, very common. It's, it's, it's very so common stupid. in every blended family. There's probably at least one uh, high conflict person. Person, adult, yes, of some sort. And all the children are high conflict. So here's the thing. I think one of the biggest causes for chaos and conflict amongst all the adults is all, and and this is recently we've combated this with both of our exes. So I don't even care anymore. I'm just gonna say it, but. Um, one of the thing that contributes to it is all the judgment, mm -hmm. all the accusation and all the judgment. And I find it kind of funny because when you, <laughs> I mean, unless you all are friends and you're breaking bread and, and doing life together as co-parents, um, chances are these judgments and these accusations fall flat because they're based on ignorance and rumors and it's like a game of telephone. Like maybe they heard it from a kid who misheard a conversation or maybe they saw this YouTube video and they're pulling, they, they know, they know me because they watched a YouTube video. So they know my whole life and they know exactly who I am. Right. You, or they spy on your Instagram mm -hmm. and they know everything because they've seen like five screenshots on Instagram. I know. Fuck, right? Oh, there we are. So this is what I think is one of the biggest causes of the, the drama, the conflict, the chaos that is blended families is this high conflict stuff that happens when you start getting attacked and judged by people. Mm -hmm. And here's what I want to tell you. How do you find peace in that? Well... 
the cure for curio I mean, the cure for judgment is always curiosity. So I think you have to understand that if a co-parent wants to peacefully co-parent with you, and that's like their intent, you will find curiosity, right? We'll be asking questions. Is this true? Like, this is what I heard, but is this true? Uh You know, like it's more of a curiosity where it's not like a judgment, like you're this way or this is what you're doing. And so you kind of have to, that's how you can weed out like high conflict versus like a peaceful co-parent who's really interested in like getting along. Then there's curiosity. And if there's judgment, here's what I would say. You deal with custody issues only. Attacks on character, attacks on intent, attacks on your faith or your religion or your values or your morals doesn't really have to do with custody of the kids. And that, when you're dealing with high-conflict people, whether it's a stepmom, a bio parent, it doesn't matter. You choose what you respond to, what you react to, and... You, you choose to be able to answer the things that need answering, custody, but you choose to ignore and don't give life to judgments, especially about people who don't know you whatsoever, who wouldn't sit down and have a conversation with you or you wouldn't sit down and have a conversation with them. Do you agree? Yeah, and then the, you know, the thing that works best for us because this is something that can become a very big, you know, thing within our household Mm. is a discussion that we once had that's, you know what? We don't live with these people for a reason. (laughs) They don't live in our household for a reason. So why are we going to let them live within our walls and our, our, our Why do they get a seat at our table? Exactly. Yep. So how we combat that Mm -hmm. is we stop talking about them in the household, unless it's an absolutely necessary conversation unless we need to now we've always been big on never bad mouthing the other family I'm never bad mouthing and the i other would like household. for all the people who are watching this right now i don't care who you are if you're watching this that is something that eric and i and i will tell you creates peace in your blended family you don't bad mouth the bio parents or step like you just don't bad mouth the other families at all like to the kids I mean, even to each other, we all know who they are, right? That's it. Well, because what it does is it creates right. this toxic environment that starts. Yeah. It basically starts doing this. It starts, you know, uh, it, and it just grows. It goes up and it up and up and it grows. And all of a sudden, that's what you are surrounding yourself with. So you've got these toxic step parents. Or bio parents. <laughs> I'm going down the list. I'm trying. My, 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 all the adults. All, any toxic anyone, adult. Anyone. Even. Even girlfriend, boyfriend. No, but listen, even, you know, your kids might be dealing with kids in the other household. Don't badmouth those other kids or the other stepkids in the other household. At the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. Because what ends up happening is these people end up living with us. These people end up robbing us of our happiness, of our of our family. Now all of a sudden we've turned into this bigger family. And, and I mean, you, if, if you want to apply this, you can apply this to relationships. You can apply this to work and not bringing work home with you and talking about your coworkers at home because it's just like, we're just creating these toxic environments of people that a aren't there to, uh, to insert themselves. B aren't there to defend themselves, but C just aren't there in general. So why are we going to sit there unless it is like something we absolutely need to talk to? Or talk about. Mm -hmm. We don't do it in front of the kids. That's another. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that because that's another key to peace in your blended family life is if you have to have a conversation about an ex, maybe you go. And we've said this before on many podcasts, but get out of the house and go for a walk. You know, we've learned the hard way when we've had to have conversations that even when we're not in the room with all the kids, and and we're not even bad mouthing anyone. Well, it gets taken out of context. Because that's not who we are. That's the problem. But kids always will overhear bits and pieces and keywords and turn it into something. So, 
from experience, if you have to talk about something custody wise or um, you want to work out like how should I handle this situation with my ex type of a thing or you're concerned for your child or stepchild's well-being because something else is going on in the other family and you just want to be like, hey, are you concerned about this? Because this could affect this child in our home, which will affect all of us. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of conversations, go for a drive with your spouse, go out for a walk with your spouse. If you have to, text each other so the kids aren't overhearing you in your home, but that is a good tip is just to leave it outside the earshot of kids. Kids should only be responsible for their relationship with their other families, right? The only thing the kids should be responsible talking about and and figuring out is their relationship with their parents and kids in the other households. Kids should not bear the responsibility to d- deal with custody and deal with who said what, and to manage peace between the two homes. <laughs> or, or just be the gophers between the two homes. Yeah, like the, go, the go-between or the yeah. spy. Like that, Kids should not have that responsibility. It's too much for their shoulders, and kids will act out if they're put in that position. It's not right. So well, one thing you can do by help to help that is just to let the kids hear nothing, then they have nothing to to go between. They have nothing to answer for. Even if the other household's pressuring them for information, your kids won't have any to give because they genuinely haven't heard anything. So take the conversation outside and let the kids only have their relationships to worry about and work out with their other families. That that well, will help. And, and, and to leave it on, you know, we always have to remember that the kids are half the other parent. The kids are half that other family. They're getting, you know usually raised partially, if not, you know, a good percentage at that other household. So let's remember that anything that we say not only might get taken back, but it also like is probably going to hurt your kid, you know, in one way or another. And it might not be now, it might be later, but at the end of the day, it's detrimental to your child and to their relationship, maybe in your household, definitely probably in the other household. And it's just not a healthy balance. So, yeah. Absolutely. So all the high conflict adults out there, find peace by not engaging if you don't have to with things that don't need engaging with, you know, and if people are especially right, there's always people and a lot of times high conflict exes or if you're in a in a hard co-parenting situation, um, you know, the or if you're if you're dealing if you're a step parent and you're dealing with accusations from the bio parent in the other home, realize that they I mean if they don't know you at all, then they're ignorant and if they're judging you on ignorance, it's kind of like a wash, right? Like you can rest your head at night, you know who you are and how you are, so you can let go of judgments and accusations because they're probably just unfounded and especially with people who are totally committed (laughs) don't you feel like sometimes the exes are committed to misunderstanding committed to yeah but you know what construing committed to like just demonizing you no matter what yeah the easiest combat to that though yeah you don't have to respond you don't have to verbally respond you don't have to write a text back. You don't have to write an email back. Oh, no. You don't have to defend yourself to this garbage. Right. And so. especially if you have a, um, I, I get that bio parents have to co-parent. You have to. I mean, if you you're going to keep it good. I never understood why, why conflict, like why there's so much unrest between like, um, like spouses so, like, I get bio parents have to, but when you're dealing with a high conflict stepmom, why are you dealing with the stepmom? Yeah. Is kind of my question. Like, if, if a stepmom is high conflict, like, and you're don't the, and deal you're with her. She's not the bio parent. Dealing, yeah. But, you know, step parents, like, if they're high conflict, I guess I just. So, write in if this is you were writing into us and wanting to us to talk about um, high conflict step parents, you know, block them. Don't answer emails. Refer them to their 
co-parent. I don't know. Like, I guess I just, that's your choice to engage with a high conflict step parent who's not a, like, if it's not a bio parent, bye. And they're high conflict. It's one thing if you want to be friends and it's like a jovial, supportive, like we're here for the kids. Cool. But if it's like a toxic, mean, gross person, like, why are we going to engage with someone? I don't have, you don't have to, like, nobody has right to have the access to you. Nobody gets to have access to you because they want to be mean. Ew. Right? Like, go pound sand. Bye. Pound it. Yeah. So I guess I just, if you have a high conflict, if you're dealing with a high conflict step parent, stop dealing with them. You know, if you're a step parent, stop dealing with the high conflict bio parent, not in your home. Why would you? Right? Like, go go talk to your ex. Like, not You're me, like going not the super person. Dr. Laura on us now. I'm, it's just a way to remove yourself I, I so you can it. find I'm, peace I'm, in the chaos. Like, you do. It is blended family life. Right? <laughs> right. What did you say? You were listening. We were listening to Dr. Laura the other day for a second, a hot second. And you were, you were doing like great. I just spit. You were doing great um, impressions of Dr. Laura. Oh, uh, I couldn't even remember. I couldn't even remember now. I remember like you I were like stupid bitch. Yeah. Like we were t- like if she was Dr. Laura yeah, saying it she to was someone. Being, yeah, she was being really mean to her audience <laughs> or her callers, her her people calling in. She was super mean to them. I love Dr. Laura. Yeah, I know you do. She just tells it like it is. No, I mean yeah, but then she throws a little spice on it and Spicy, then Dr. Laura. throws sand in the eyes and then like when they're <laughs> down, then she kicks them. And punches them, and I think at the end of the show, she ends up actually urinating on them. It gets pretty... <laughs> I love it's her. It's pretty gnarly. You saw her in person. What did you think about I her did. in person? I, honestly, I wore a rain jacket and goggles. <laughs> so. No, but really, did you, do you not like her in person? No, it was good. No, she was fine in person. She's. Uh, I used to race against her. I, I mean, not me, but Oh, this is a, a good child, story. Tell our audience. This is fun. I, it's not that cool of a story. I mean, I think my, it's cool because I love Dr. Laura. Yeah, my... Dad grew up racing like Olsen 30s, like sailboats and stuff with a crew of guys. And as a young, I mean, I was in my teens as a child. I'd go race with them and help them. And we used to race against Dr. Laura. She's a sailboat racer. She like, still gnarly. is. She still is. She still and is. I mean, she's awesome. She's got a gnarly team. Like, they're good. They're really good. We beat her a few times. but You did not. We did. You beat Dr. Laura. Yeah, I mean, it's sailboat racing, you know. You it's kind of Dr. Like, Laura? <laughs> yeah. Did you I didn't pee piss on, on her, her at boat? the end. I was gonna <laughs> but, ask. I'm like, yeah, but um, no, she. I mean, she's she's Dr. Laura. She has a gnarly freaking race and team. She's and she's tiny. And, it's so funny and, yeah. because she's the tiniest little thing. So to do like that is like gnarly. Yeah. Do women I mean, do a lot of women sail boat race? I mean, is that like a? Yeah, I mean, yeah? obviously, it's I you know, know, it's probably more of a guy sport. It seems very athletic. As more things like that are, but no, there's plenty of women out there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I was doing a Bible study. Well, I read, I do like, um, I use the Bible app. Do you know what that is on the phone? Are you talking to me? Like, do <laughs> I know what that do is? You know what the Bible app is? You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm I've talking it about. It's like 2010, <laughs> 11, maybe. I so the know. Bible app, time. it has, um, Bible reading plans. And so I usually, I have like three going at a time of different, like. It's literally a brown app that says the Bible. Yeah. Holy Bible. <laughs> a holy Bible. That's Thank you. You do Sorry. know what you're talking about. I, it's on my front page. Thank you. Um, so I Are you do questioning my faith. No, so <laughs> I don't do that. Other people <laughs> do, um, but I do reading plans, and I'm in. I, so I'm in that daily, and it was really neat because during Advent season, so everyone can see it's literally on my front page. Holy Bible. Holy Bible. <laughs> holy right Bible. Um, but one of the things, and I think I'll post this on our Instagram because it's a really good reminder and it has to do with peace because we're in Advent season right now for um, Christmas. So this is what was written in my devotional that true peace isn't the absence of conflict. It's taking what is broken and making it whole again. And I loved that because yeah, I think that, makes- that that is it like we just want peace to be no conflict and i think that that's impossible in life in a blended any relationship you're in whether it's blended family marriage well you know it's there's conflict so yeah and if the conflict is still kind of there and it lingers but it's not it's not rearing its ugly head as people would say 
it's still there. So you always have that doubt and that just knowing that it can pop back up, but being able to deal with it and be at peace and have the situation at peace is truly peace because you're comfortable in that. You're confident in that. And I think that's what peace is. Yeah. And I love that idea of just making it whole, you know, like how do we put our family together? And one thing that I will say when it comes to peace and blended family is that comparison is the thief of joy. Now that's a very famous saying, but comparison is also a thief of peace because, and that's something that I think blended families really fall into easily is like, we should be just like a natural family, right? Like the goal of being a blended family, like you've reached blended family greatness when you are like a natural family. Mm-hmm. I think that is setting you up for forever disappointment, failure. Like you're setting yourself up for an ungettable get. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I was just going to give Landon a shout out. What's up, Landon? He said donut. Donut. <laughs> um, and so I think when you want to be peaceful, you need to deal with the hand you've dealt yourself, right? You've chosen these people to enter into a blended family. This wasn't, you know, you chose these kids to pair up with. You've chosen your spouse and along with their exes. Oh, I mean, <laughs> for me. <Sorry. laughs> I mean, really, though, <laughs> you knew that, that they had an ex. Like, yes, you did. I think a lot of us, you know, in hindsight, <laughs> do we choose their ex? Not really. We knew that they existed. We probably didn't give that part of it a whole lot of thought. Well, but at the end of the day, it is what it are. is. And here we are. But we need to stop. I, if you want to be peace and find peaceful, you need to stop. Be, find peaceful. Find peace in your blended family. You you have to figure out what works for your family and stop comparing it to other blended families or even natural families, which is just you're not. You're never going to be a natural family. That's not something that you're going to achieve. So how can you just deal with the hand that you have and the, the cards? Okay. Eric's holding up his hand if you are listening to this and not watching it. They heard it. My hand hit the mic. So what you need to do is just stay present with your family in your situation and stop wishing it were different or wishing you were like whatever blended family Instagram Instagram account you follow. And, you know, social media is so stupid. I mean, I love it and you can use it for good. But it is a snapshot of one picture that shows one second of one day. And so everyone's forced to smile at a picture. And that's not even how the day went. But we're like, why can't we be like that? What if we started like our own Instagram challenge that was like. Real life? Yeah. Or like a 4 a.m. You know, snapshot. Like it had to be like at certain times where like everyone's not looking their best or not feeling their best. You're like asleep. Like. (laughs) You know, like taking picture, like a quick selfie, like your you alarm would love was off. That, yes. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, this is like, you know, this isn't this is high, high noon and everything's looking yeah. good. And I got a photographer and look at, yeah. look at my perfect meal. I'm like, no, I'm literally in bed snoring. The dog's butts in my face and we'll, we'll stop it there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so enough, so stop comparing yourself to the ungettable get of being a natural family and other blended families, too. I mean, a lot of people like to tout how good they look and how perfect things are, but that's just not life. Like, it's it's unrealistic, and it's so interesting. I think we all know that, but we all get sucked into that vortex of, like... I mean, do we all? I think I did my hair for do. the first podcast, but then I'm like, you know... <laughs> You just roll out of bed looking good. Thanks. You're welcome. This is actually kind of how I roll out of bed. I I do brush my teeth. I do my hair. Mm. But <laughs> that's about here we are. You're so silly. <laughs> I mean. Okay, I have a few more tips for peace. Okay. Are you ready for them? I am ready. So one thing that you need to do in your marriage and even in your co-parenting is throw the scorecard out. If you're keeping score, if you're doing the, we just had an episode on tit for tat, right? If you're keeping score, if you're engaged in the tit for tat, or you're bringing a concern up about one kid and you're like, well, you're a kid, 
It's going, that's like not, you know. Not productive? It just, it's not promoting what you ultimately want. Right. And so if you really want peace, right, then you have to throw the scorecard out. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. What's happening? <laughs> Nothing Landon's on there cruising. Or why aren't you playing Fortnite, kid? There's a whole new chapter out right now. Well, Landon, we're, we're, another way you can achieve <laughs> peace is forgiveness. And crank in 90s. Okay. Crank 90s. All right. What does that even mean? Nothing. I'm trying to be on a roll here. Dude, you know who's on happen. Fortnite now? All you blended family oh parents, gosh. you want to talk about something with your kids? Ask them who just showed up. On Fortnite? On I do know three. this. You know who you I know. do know this. You mean tell Dude, everyone it'll or no? Blow your mind. No, go ask your kids. Be like, who's the new character? On Fortnite. On Fortnite. It's pretty ingenious. It is pretty ingenious. Now he's like a voice in it. That way, which also is like pretty ingenious because it looks like he's been there since like the beginning of time. And like so he's got like this persona over him. I'm not a gamer, but you I know are. about this. I'm not a gamer, but I'm a gamer. I'm not, if you you want to know one, how I know you're not a thing, gamer? It'd be one thing like if I played a lot and like I was like, but I, I have fun with the kids on this. I'm not very good at it. I, I mean, think I'm, I'm you are right your own, Fortnite, You blame it on the kids, good. but I think we're far past you and the kids. We I are. I enjoy you. it now. I enjoy yeah. that, but I'm not like great at it. I'm better at Save the World. And then I will crank anyone on R6. I will wreck people on R6, but I don't really play it because I like playing with the kids and the kids don't play it anymore. So here we are. <laughs> Where's my crickets noise? That's <laughs> <laughs> not it. Okay, can, do you want to know another? I would love to hear one. Really? Okay, yeah. so we're going to go back to forgiveness. Say cheese? Yeah. Queso? No. Oh. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. I think that if you want peace, you have to find for how to forgive. And I think what we forget is that forgiveness is a daily thing. Forgiveness is not a one and done. Like I, especially if you have a difficult person in your blended family, and I don't care if they're an ex or a, a high conflict step parent or your stepchild or your own child or your spouse, like whatever the the drama that's surrounding the hard person in your blended family situation, forgiveness is a continual thing. It's a continual process of letting go and releasing it and not letting it affect you negatively. And But I think we think that we're like, yeah, I forgive you and it's done and then it happens again and then we're mad. And the thing is, is like humans aren't perfect. And so forgiveness is a continual process of letting go giving it to God, asking for help, because I think that forgiveness is also not something you can do alone. And so if you know us, we're a Christian couple. And I know for me personally, forgiveness is really difficult. And so without God, I can't. Like I I don't have the personal growth to just forgive. I was going to say capacity. But. I don't like, I'm not built that way, but I do know that when I partner with God and I'm able to give it to him and understand that like retribution and just justice belongs to him, like, and he will intercede on my behalf. And if I continuously give it to him, I do invite that peace into my life. And I do not let my emotionalism control me because that's very easy sometimes to let happen. So forgiveness is a really important piece of peace. Well, and I think it's also a good thing to teach our kids, you know, because it let's, let's teach them about forgiveness. Now let's teach them that even though you've been in trouble and you've done something that have made mom and dad real mad, that there is forgiveness and let's model that for them. You know, um, I feel like a lot of times people will discipline their kids and, um, I've seen it, I've seen it in a lot of, in a lot of, um, places and a lot of kids in life. Um, it seems like there's a lot of guilt trips and a lot of guilt that goes on rather than showing them what forgiveness looks like and modeling that you have to remember that we are modeling things for our kids we're modeling what kindness looks like we're modeling what forgiveness looks like we're modeling what relationships look like communication looks like and what it looks like to be a whole happy healthy person so 
um, you know, forgiveness is one of those key things that I think that, you know, you hear about your kids getting in an argument on a playground or on a video game or just somewhere in life with a friend. We don't just, you know, oh, now we hate little Susie. Let's cut her off and never talk to her again. You know, like, no, let's figure out what the root cause of was of this. Let's have a conversation. Let's communicate with that mm-hmm. with them about this. And then let's model what forgiveness looks like. Let's show how to forgive yeah. our friends. And mm-hmm. and I think you're 100% right. Like we have to model it and we have to teach it. And I think an important piece of this that doesn't get talked about a lot, we always get told that we need to forgive and forgive others and all that. And that's really, really important. But I think during some of the Bible studies I was telling you guys I do in the morning, I've done a few, a few thousand, I've done a few thousand on forgiveness. <laughs> and, um, but one thing, <laughs> snore. <laughs> I tried to breathe back in. That one thing that I think was really important to teach our kids, because our kids are going to need forgiveness because they're human. We all do. There's not a person walking who doesn't need forgiveness. Um, and I think that one thing that you really can teach kids that will help relationship build for them, whether they're relationship building with their step parent or their relationship building with, um, a future spouse or with friends or, you know, if you could teach your child to ask for forgiveness for someone they've wronged or hurt, that would be a huge win for their relationships from now into the future. Like, I'm, I hurt you. Will you forgive me? And that's a really hard thing because it's that's a really, a really it's humbling a, it's thing. A, yeah, it's a noble thing that a lot of people don't have and don't get those type of skills until later in life. Yeah, and they learn the hard way. But if you can teach your kids to go make things right, like seek to make things right, think about how healthy their marriage will be someday. They will have friendships that will last 30, 40, 50 years because they're not afraid to ask for forgiveness. And when you are a person who's been forgiven, you are more likely to forgive. Not that you're doing it to get forgiveness, but you just have that, you've seen what it is to be forgiven and you've received that gift and you want to you know how special it is and you want to be able to give it to others. And so I think it's as important as it is if you're a bio parent, listen to me. If you could have your child, because children always do. I mean, they're kids. They make mistakes. They're learning literally from school. They have nothing to go on. Well, well, and a lot of what they do go on and what they're learning from is other kids at school. Their peers, yeah. other kids again, playing video games with, you know, that they're in their headphones, um, you know, on voice chat that they're typing to. um, And it's really, there's no accountability there. There's no accountability out on the playground unless one of the kids runs and tells on someone, you know, especially in virtual land, you know, social media, there's not much accountability. So we have to be the guides and we have to be the accountability in our kids' lives and teach them. What and that the, looks like. The older they get, the harder it is to teach, right? If you got a two year old or a three year old and you can teach them from that young, pliable age, like you need to go ask for forgiveness because you 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 stole this and broke this toy and it wasn't yours. And so they learn that from age two or three, then that's just how they grow up. When you're trying to start this with a seventeen year old, it's a whole different ball game. So well, and it's hard. It's I mean, really I just had I just had something like this, you know, with the with the uh, well, f- uh, was he fifteen? He was f- he was fourteen when it happened, right before he was fifteen. But had something like this go on, you know, with his friend at you know the end of summertime, and um, I've always kind of modeled this, but having to like really get in and be like, look, like this is what you need to do. This is how it needs to go mm-hmm. down, and I I think that changed a big thing, a big part of his life and being able to understand and understand what that feels like. Like as a kid, if you start modeling that and um, they start doing it, it's going to be more natural. But, you know, some kids, there's some kids that are really good and really easy through life. Like, I mean, your oldest, I don't see him having many conflicts like this. That he Oh, needs. I've had to have him go 
I, but not. But here's my point, though. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. it'll happen, but mm-hmm. it's not a big time, like daily occurrence, weekly occurrence, a monthly occurrence. Mm-hmm. It might happen here and there. So he's not practicing it a lot. But there's other kids, uh, you know, other families, other households, maybe someone that's listening right now. It's like, man, I have a kid that Constantly is in a, a lot of conflict. You know, if we at school, they're in conflict at you know, home, they're in conflict out, you know, in the neighborhood. And I would say that kids that are in constant conflict is because they've had zero accountability and consequence. For sure. And so, um, I, I don't know. I just think, imagine if you were a step parent and your stepchild came up to you and really just was like, will you forgive me? I mean, talk about melting a heart and softening. A w- and and, and that's, that's something I think bio parents have to teach. Right. You know, as much as um, as adults have to do that as well, I think that it's really important. And so this is a really hard thing for step-parent, step-child relationships in blended families is notoriously difficult. Um, and I think one way you can do that in your blended family, I mean, you talk about peace coming over a situation. I don't know how you can continue to have conflict if uh, your child owned up and actually asked. Like, that would be, I mean, that's one way you can promote peace. I have well, a couple more before we Well, it's a hard thing to do, too, real quickly. But yeah. one thing we can do is coach our kids through stuff like that. Yeah. And, and say it is in within our household and it is with their step with their step-parent or their yeah. step-children. It might be a weird way of doing it. It might feel weird for you. It might feel weird for everyone in this situation. Mm-hmm. But if we take them through and we hold their hand and we walk them through. Now, yes. listen. Give them a script. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, little Johnny, I want you to tell, you know. Little Susie. Little Susie that, yeah, you know, and walk them through yeah. the whole process. 100%. You know, so. No, it's, that's something that I learned in early childhood education is that the quickest way is just kids want to do good. They don't know how sometimes. So you have to give them a script. You have to be like, like you said, hold their hand and be like, now you say this. And then you say, you know, and they, then they have the words. They have the ability to do what you ultimately want them to do. But I think sometimes we expect them to do it, but they really just don't know how. They haven't been taught. And kids really do have to be taught forgiveness. This here's my gas can. Okay. Um, here's a really good one, and, and I hope you guys don't turn off before you hear these last couples of peace-giving <laughs> advice pieces. I'm not even making sense anymore. Here's something right. that I'm working on in coaching right now is loving in spite of dislike. And this is really important. Because I think we get stuck on, like, if we don't like our ex, we don't like the other bio parent, we don't like our stepchild, we don't like our own child sometimes, we don't like our spouse, like, we're going to go through seasons of dislike for many people in our life that we can't just get rid of. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) And his two kids. <laughs> yeah. So how do you find peace in that? Because if you live in that dislike, right. everything is going to be really hard. Well, you know. And, and that's and, not peaceful. And that's inner conflict. No, it's inner conflict that you are constantly yeah. living with. And it's almost like what we were talking about earlier, dealing with the step parents or, or sorry, the other parents that aren't in your household. <clears throat> now, all of a sudden, they're in your household, even though they're not there. It's like this inner conflict is going to live within you. Even when this conflict's not even happening, when the kids are gone and you're dealing with them or the other parents gone, you're dealing with it, it's all of a sudden this negative cloud that's just hanging over your head constantly, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the question then becomes, so what? You dislike them. But here's what I've learned to be true. You can love and dislike at the same time because you see love is a choice. Love is a verb. You know, like and dislike is an opinion. They're completely different. Don't you agree? I do. So you can choose to love. And what does that look like? And this is something in coaching is very powerful and something I offer in the six-month program. It just takes a longer time to get there. But one way to find peace is if you're able to love, that's a very peaceful state of being in your blended family, if you're coming from a place of love, if you're responding from a place of love, if you're reacting out of a place of love, 
You know, that is a peaceful way to live versus like I'm just in constant state of dislike and I'm reacting and all that because out of that spot, it's completely different. And so that's a thing that you can start exploring to find peace on your own or with me. But that is something that is huge. Well, and yeah, and exhibiting it, you know, I mean, it living in that area, um, you know, showing telling you know it, it it's it's constantly working with you know your family and um you know just no yeah you're right okay last couple i swear power of the pause <laughs> well, i don't even know what you're talking about so here's the deal <laughs> like rawr, or pause i think we want peace, but we are such huge contributors to the chaos ourselves. Right. And a big way we contribute to the chaos and the conflict is we are reactionary. Mm -hmm. And so if we could pause before we respond to a text or an email from an ex or a Mm co-parent, if we could pause before we react or respond to an outburst from a child that's annoying or a situation that we're really upset about, if we could pause before we respond to our spouse in a way that's just going to not be helpful. Mm -hmm. And so there's this thing, and this is another coaching thing, but like the power of the pause, just taking a couple deep breaths and thinking before you, I mean, think before you speak another saying, but it's very powerful because when you can pause for a second before you react, you can kind of let yourself have a choice instead of being reactionary where you have no choice. I learned, I I learned, it's funny. It's, I didn't learn it as power of the pause, but I learned about this like in, um, public speaking and, um, you know, doing like, and it was a long time ago, like seventh or eighth grade, like Toastmasters getting up, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking and doing like competitions like that and, uh, taking, taking a moment and in your head, when someone asks you a question, you're being interviewed, it feels like forever. It feels like that pause is days, but the amount of time that you can use to think about it and spend, um, are you okay? Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's yeah. Okay. Well, right. You were off in La La Land, like I wasn't. I was just. I was reading <laughs> oh, okay. as you were talking. But anyway, yeah. I mean, public. Yeah, in public speaking, you were learning. How yeah, to just, pause pa- just pausing is just a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's very important, and it can promote peace because you have to understand how do you contribute to the chaos that you're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Because if you're part of the problem, if you're if you're experiencing the problem, you're part of it. And so it becomes a question then, how do you remove yourself and how do you not contribute to something, especially when you don't have to? Mm -hmm. And so pausing kind of gives you choice and empowerment instead of reaction, being reactionary. The last thing I want to talk about is if you want to have a peaceful existence in your blended family, you have to be taking taking care of yourself. So getting enough sleep, being hydrated, exercise because the thing is about blended family chaos it's very stressful and so anything that any health expert would tell you about managing stress you should be implementing in your daily life and so that is like you're a big water consumption guy i'm not though i you should be tout it you say I how do. important it is i do but i grew up totally dehydrated i live my it life matters. dehydrated <laughs> but it does like yeah like yeah. for instance yesterday i'm like you know we're on like a 10 mile little drive and i'm like i need to get water because i know stop. i'm gonna have a headache if i don't yeah but yeah it's uh it's part of our life. and make sure you're doing some stuff that makes you happy right so if you have a sport or a hobby you're engaging in that you have a business you're growing that you have something an outlet for you like i always say have make sure your kids if your kids are dealing with stuff right and you're trying to give them an an outlet to get their energy out or they're angry and I'm like put them in the karate or make them go outside and run make sure you're also doing that for yourself right also so you need to be making getting your negative energy your anxious energy 
out and taking care of yourself because the more rested you are, the less stressed you are, the better you will ultimately show up for your family, which will make it a more peaceful existence for everyone. Amen. Amen and good night. Are we there? Are we there? Are we look at? Like, I think oh, we're really oh, long. Oh, 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 I hear it. Oh, I wonder. That was such an accident. That just whoops. happened. Wow, perfect. Whoops, time. daisies. <laughs> right, you guys. We are the blended life. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm sorry for a little void in between episodes, but sometimes life just takes you by storm. So as I'm sure you guys can all appreciate, but I just want to thank you guys for all being here. If you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit that thumbs up button um, and ring that bell. It'll give you notifications. Anytime we go live, anytime we release a new episode, if you are listening to us on podcast or, you know, your favorite streaming service, um, subscribe and you'll know every time we release one, If you guys are interested in coaching. coaching. One-on-one coaching, just email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and I will send you info. Yeah. So Thanks, you guys. Thank you guys for being with us and we will talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.